I have something brand new that I'm super excited to share with you. It's called the Community Creators Hub, and I've made it just for you. You can search through every episode of this podcast by keyword, download all of my favorite guides and resources, and find all of my recommended tools for community creators. And the best part? It's completely free. Just go to Community Creators Hub, that's Community Creators Hub, H-U-B, dot com to get your free access. Today's episode is a double dose of Dana Abraham. Dana is the best-selling author of almost two books, which is about to release. She is a mom of three, the founder of Calm the Chaos, and has three successful memberships. We spend the first half of this episode talking about those three memberships and how they all work together. And the second half of the episode, we're diving a little bit into what it means to be an entrepreneur and a parent and how we can manage both of those really well and give ourselves grace in the process. Enjoy. This is for you, the online business owner who wants to maximize your profit and multiply your impact. I'm Shanna, host of the Community Creators Podcast. I've spent over a decade helping top brands and entrepreneurs create thriving communities that increase their reach, retention, and revenue. This podcast is where I share my best insights and invite you into conversations with the world's leading community creators and cultivators. So grab your favorite mug, fill it up, and let's get started. Well, friend, I am excited that you are here with me today because I have my friend Dana Abraham here. Dana and I have become friends by being a part of the same business community, but I have grown to just know and love her, and I know you will too after this episode. So Dana is a best-selling author of the Super Kids Activity Guide and is also about to be, I'm claiming it, a best-selling author again. Her book is coming out in just a little bit. So we'll be talking about how to get that. But she's also an incredible businesswoman. She runs three memberships while also being a mama three. But she is really on a mission to create a more accepting world one kid at a time. She's doing that through her own parenting. She's doing that through these three memberships. She's doing that through the books that she is putting out into the world and through this conversation. And so you'll find that Dana is very dynamic. And because we know each other so well, we're going to talk about a couple of different things. I definitely want to let you in behind the scenes on her business, especially looking at how these three memberships fit together and how they are nurturing and serving people at different stages in their path with her. But I do want to spend some time really honing in on Dana's knowledge around parenting, because I know myself being a mom of four, working from home, being an entrepreneur, and talking to so many other entrepreneurs who are parents, we really struggle to find this mythical balance. And uh, Mm -hmm. Dana has some words for us that I was like, Dana, People need to hear this because we got into entrepreneurship to have more time freedom so that we can spend more time with our family. And oftentimes it ends up harming our family and our relationship with our kids. So I want to do our work here and your work here to help prevent that. So Dana, thanks so much for coming to hang out and being willing to talk about anything. Of course, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Let's just start off by asking you that one question I ask everybody, what is your favorite community you've ever been a part of and what do you love about it? So it might sound silly for me to say this, but it is the community that I've created online. 
And the reason for that is when my son was really struggling in second grade, he was kicked out of school more days than he was in school. And so I quit my job and I decided to homeschool him. And when I looked online, when I talked to any of my friends in real life, no one really understood what I was going through, what I was dealing with. And so I actually created my blog, this is almost 10 years ago, with the sole purpose of not feeling alone myself. I was hoping that if I could just get one reader to kind of write in the comments and say, hey, I'm dealing with this too, then I would know that I'm not just completely in this all by myself. And what I found out is there's not one other person, there's millions. And so over the last 10 years, the community has grown incredibly large. But the part that I love is when we have that interactive piece. I always tell people, I really believe that our memberships are probably the best community you'll ever be a part of. I know you talk to a lot of people and it probably they'd all say the same thing, but there's just this There's no judgment. It's completely a safe place for parents who are dealing with some of their worst days of their entire life. We've dealt with child loss. We've dealt with the things happening in the news. We've dealt with a child getting kicked out of school. We've dealt with divorce. We've dealt with so many really difficult life situations with, and this community just, we call it a warm hug. They just come to your rescue and will just wrap their arms around you. Even when I, as the quote unquote parenting expert, am having a really hard day, I can post in that community and they've got me. So I think that's why I would still say it's our community. That is my favorite. I always think it's so fun to talk to business owners that fell into a business because they needed a community themselves. They felt alone. And they're like, I wonder if there's anybody else out there like me. They kind of put the bat signal in the sky and hear all of these people come. And then they start looking to you as the leader and they go, well, you brought us all here. Like, what are we doing? (laughs) What are we going to do now? And then you kind of go, oh, I got to figure this out, right? Like, what are we all doing? And you started with that. You started with that blog. And here you are now with three memberships, two very established, one that's a little bit newer. So will you give the, we're all going to put our business owner hats on right now and have Dana talk about the business side. Can you give us some perspective on this journey that you've been on and starting one membership and having that grow and then now having three? How did you know when it was time? Like first tell us, a little bit about each of those and then give us a perspective. Like, how did you know when it was time to do something new? It's a pretty loaded question, but I love it. Okay. So let me tell you about them first. So I help parents who are raising even the most challenging kids and I help them create a family that works together, advocates for each other and empowers each other. And for the longest time, I did that through a course called Calm the Chaos. And it was a 12-week course, brought them together in a community. We worked through it together live. And then As with the end of most courses, everyone says, what's next? Now, this was not my first course. I had actually run a course before that called the Worries Workshop, and we had thousands of people go through it. And never once had anyone said, what's next? Never. So when I did Calm the Chaos, and we got to the end of the 12 weeks, and everyone, there was only 25 people, but everyone at the time said, what's next? We can't leave yet. So I actually ended up, instead of just going into the next thing because I was too scared, I just ran Calm the Chaos again. And I said, hey, since you went through the very first, very messy, very ugly version of this course, why don't you come through it with me again while we take more people through it? And this time we brought on 50 more people. So now we had 75 people go through it the second time. And again, 
at the end of this one, they all stopped. They looked around and they said, but what's next? You can't just leave us hanging. And it was so funny because we have a mutual friend, uh, Stu McLaren, and I was actually leaving town to go to Kenya with him. And they were like, what's next? What's next? I'm like, well, you know, I could do a membership. How many of you guys would be interested? And they were like, yes, yes, yes. We're not ready to leave your world. So right there in the airport, I did kind of like a founders launch for our first membership. We called it the next step membership, which is your next step. We always talk about taking things one step at a time. Just find your next step, find your next step. So we're like, okay, it's the next step membership. And out of that 75 people, we had 50 of them join the membership. Oh, that's incredible. That was the beginning of our first membership. And so it was a back-end membership, which means that they had to go through the course to get to the membership. And we ran it like that for years until the pandemic happened. And when the pandemic happened, we actually launched our course. It was our largest launch ever. We had 75,000 people signed up for the workshop, the free workshop. The day that we opened the workshop was the day that the world shut down, March 13th. Mm -hmm. It was just, it changed everything for us. And so after that happened and we kind of got our footing again, in October when it was time to do our program again, it felt like the world needed so much support because now it wasn't just our community that knew what chaos was. The whole world did. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, that was just a very small community, those of us whose kids didn't fit in. Well, now most parents understood what it meant when their kid was struggling with homework, when their kid was struggling to go to bed, when their kid was struggling with anxiety. And so it became almost a norm for chaos to be talked about. And I knew that more people needed our help. And what killed me is after we would do these big launches, we would have the typical conversion rate. We had an email list of, let's just say 300,000 people. So we'd have 300,000 people go through this workshop and we'd have 2% conversion rate, something like that. But there's still 294,000 people who didn't get help, didn't get support. That's where the second membership was built. And I knew that it had to be something that didn't include me, that was super simple, that was easy for them to digest. So we created this front-end membership, and we made it less than a dollar a day. And it was just go-to plans. So it was scripts and like cheat sheets and things that people could just kind of grab and go. I like to think of it kind of like driving through Starbucks and getting your coffee versus sitting down at a sit-down gourmet meal and getting all the different services and having a real conversation. So this was our like grab and go, just grab the resource and do it on your own. And it really served a big need, helping people be able to get this support, but at a lower investment and lower time investment as well. So that's where those two memberships were born out. Did you have a community for that other one? the lower level one? It's really hard for me to not include community. So we did. We still, we have a Facebook group and we didn't know how many people were going to come into that group. We have about a thousand members in that membership. And right now it's set to admin approval Approval. only. They can post whenever they want. We post quite often and they can comment inside of those threads. But that is the way that we were able to say, okay, If I lose my whole team tomorrow, how can I still manage this membership? That's how I was able to. Well, and it's awesome that you thought ahead and you were like, I know I need community because this is what I do at the core and yet it needs to be manageable. And so just 
take a note all the time. I hear people say community is overwhelming. I don't want one. I don't want one. I'm afraid of one and all these things like there are ways to make it manageable. Is the other membership, your main membership, is that still on the back end of a course? One of the stressful things about that membership is that it was on the back end of a course. So we would have to launch the course and then we would have to three months later launch the membership to the course people. So we were always launching and that was exhausting. It was just too much. And so after the pandemic, after we had this front end membership, we were like, well, what happens if we build the front end membership up? And so we really focused on that one. And we just let people kind of keep staying in our back end membership because the retention is incredibly high back there. So because they're getting what they need and they're getting the support and the coaching and all of that. So we just kind of kept that one running for a year while we tried to build up our huddle membership, which is that front end one. And we went through a couple of iterations. And what we've landed on is that people still need that push for a course. They need that camaraderie, that that community around we're all going through this at the same time with an end in mind. There is something that happens, especially for overwhelmed, busy parents who are like, I can do anything for six weeks, but I can't do this forever. And so for the longest, we were kind of promoting straight to the front end membership or straight to the second membership. We made it so that you could get the program with the second membership. But this last time, we literally just closed cart Sunday and we decided to go back to the course, course first, but it comes with three months of the membership for as a trial. And at the end of the three months, the membership will just kick up and just keep going. We solved the problem of having to launch the membership at the end. It comes with a one-on-one call. So at the end of that three months, we actually will get on with each of the course participants and talk about their next steps and re-enroll them to make sure that next step is the correct place for them. But we don't have to launch, if that makes sense. That worked really, really well. It's combined with a front-end course, but you really have to do the course and then the membership comes after that. Are you still delivering the course like in cohort format? So is there a separate Facebook group for the course? For now, there is because what we found over the last year when people just would join that back-end membership and get access to the course, we had this welcome wagon group that we let people come into and we would get them through the foundation module and then we'd move them over to the Next Step membership. It still was just too clunky. It was hard to move them. It was a lot of work and they were getting lost. And so with this, we have our Calm the Chaos group, which is for the course. And as a cohort, we'll all move over to the Next Step membership on that third month. And so it's going to be part of that three-month onboarding process of let's go through the course for eight weeks. And then that last month, let's get you moved over. Right now, it's all live. It's all cohort-based. But the goal is is that we are going to be able to make this more evergreen. So someone can join the course straight off the book, straight off an ad or a webinar, and then go through the course for the three months and get moved into the membership. What we've done is we've said the course is the learning and the membership is your coaching, support, accountability, community. At the end of your three months of doing the course, if you want continued support, accountability, coaching, and community, You just continue in the Next Step membership. And people seem to really be liking that. Yeah. And it's so smart. So obvious. And they're getting a taste of it as well, which I think is great. Mm -hmm. So we have the front end membership that is like, is sort of like a, if you were to think of, you have in the business context, like if you were to have like a marketing membership, but then you have a front end membership that's just like 
template packs or something. It's kind of like that, except for I've seen them, like the templates that you're giving them are like how to handle sibling rivalry or whatever it might be. It's just very specific on like, how do you navigate through this? What questions do you ask? Yeah. And it really focuses on it's done for you plans. Like we've already put together the what to say, what to do, how to stay calm. And that's the focus of the front end membership is that it really is about them being the best parent they can be, the parent that they want to be for their kids. So it's about them remaining calm. It's about them showing up in the way they want to, them being present, what they say, what they do. It's less about changing the kid. It's less about even problem solving with the kid yet. That's what our course is for. Our course is for the transformational work, our full pro, we call it the full program because it's the course plus the membership Mm -hmm. and they really do go hand in hand. So in the full program, it's more about instead of just being the parent you want to be, it's about creating the family you want to have. And so it's working together as an entire ecosystem and as a unit to problem solve, to understand each other, to become in tune with each other's needs to empower each other and advocate for each other and to be deeply connected. And that happens through conversation and dialogue and coaching because there's a lot of old habits we have to change. You asked about the journey that people go on and that we've really identified that just in the last year, that that front end membership can only take you so far. It's great as um, like a triage or a band-aid solution. It's, I just need something right now and I don't have a lot of time. I don't have a lot of energy. Let me just, you know, I want something that still aligns with my values. And then wait a second, I am ready for this life change. I am ready for this to become a lifestyle. So I think of it like working out. So instead of doing the YouTube workouts, right, or the membership that just feeds me workouts every week, I'm going to get a personal trainer. I'm going to get a coach. And I'm going to really focus on creating habits that are sustainable for lifetime change. And I imagine in the earlier membership, you're seeding. They know that there's something else that they want to go deeper and further. And then you have thousands of people in those memberships. And then you just recently last year started a new membership. Kind of talk a little bit about that. I love how it just kind of came out of people asking you for more. And one of the things that I want you to be hearing coming from the business owner perspective is that Dana isn't afraid to try something new or to try something in a new way. Now, once she figures out something works, she's all in and she does it to perfection, but she's not afraid of just, hey, like, people are asking for this. Is this in alignment with what we're trying to do with Calm the Chaos? Yes, it is. Okay, great. So like, let's try this and see what happens. That I think is just beautiful. And it's a perfect example of there is no amount of success that you reach where trying things becomes not okay, because you're still trying and iterating. So talk a little bit about this third membership that you launched last year. I would say that this third membership was the scariest uh, leap for sure. And it actually happened during the pandemic as well. It was during the summer of pandemic. So it's actually going on its third year. But it was incredibly scary. But I was seeing women especially, but parents feeling tied to their circumstances. And especially with things shutting down, with jobs being more stressful, I was hearing from my teacher friends that were just in situations that they weren't happy with. I looked at our membership and the women and the parents in our memberships were thriving. They were happier than anywhere else I looked anywhere on the planet. And so uh, there's something going on here. And at that point, we had been doing our 
two memberships long enough that people were starting to leave. And people always say, well, if they get results, they won't leave. Well, our in destination is a family that works together and advocates for each other. I have a wall of families now that have reached that in destination. They've made it. And so sometimes they'll stick around for another year or so just to be like, do I really need this? Of course, things come up with families, but because we focus on lifelong change and changing your lifestyle, people were reaching the end, getting their wings and soaring. But there were a few that we kept sticking around and saying, now that my family is in order, now that I have time, now that I have energy, now that I know how to interact with people differently, I don't know who I am. Like if you asked me my favorite color, I couldn't tell you. If you asked me what I like to wear, what I want to do with my extra time, I don't know. I'm lost. And that's where this third program and membership came in is what do you do? with your time and energy. And there's a lot of programs out there that will teach you how to be an entrepreneur, how to be a writer, how to be a dancer, how to be, you name it. If you know what you want to be or do, there's a ton of programs out there. But if you don't even know that, how do you rediscover yourself? And that's what this program is all about. It helps specifically mothers rediscover who they are beyond their family so that they can I, figure out their own identity. And mother is part of that identity. But also, how are they giving back to the world? How are they fulfilling themselves? And how are they taking this and living a life with no rules, where you're making the rules? And it has been the most fun I've had. <laughs> it is like so cool to watch these women go from I don't know what my favorite color is, to writing a novel, not knowing what their hobbies are, to starting a podcast, not knowing what they're good at, to I have one lady who's on her like 80th day of live crafting on Instagram and Facebook. And I have another lady who does crafts and some people are not doing online jobs. A lot of times what I find is parents have so much expertise. And if you have a kid who's challenging Sometimes you give up your dreams to be the parent you want to be. And I find that a lot of parents that come into my world, they were doctors, they have PhDs, they were lawyers, they were driven people. And now they're putting all that energy into their kids. And so we've had people get their PhDs in this program. We have one doctor who was burnt out to the stage of suicidal like ideation, and she's back in the She's back being a doctor again, and she's now she's doing specifically breastfeeding and helping women who struggle with that. But this time, she knows her non-negotiables. She knows how to not get burnout. out. She knows how to make sure there's time for the family and for the business or for her job. And that's been really cool to see people be able to decide their fate and be able to decide, this is what I want my life to look like instead of, oh, got to go to work. I really wish I could do that, but I can't. It turns them into a yes mom, not a no mom, which is really fun. Yeah. And I can tell like you're super passionate about it. And yet you also said it was the scariest one to launch. So talk a little bit about that. Like what was so scary about it? You know, part of it was like, I've never taught anyone how to do this. How am I supposed to do this? That was a big one is like, who the heck am I to do this? But there was just that I call it, I don't know if I'm allowed to use a curse word, so I'll just call it a holy bleep moment. But it's like that moment where you're just like, 
okay, am I going to do this thing? What makes me sick to my stomach? Oh God, I have to do this thing because it's making me sick to my stomach. So it was that feeling of like, I have to do this thing. So we're talking a very high level program at this point. When I launched it, it was much less, but even then it was more than I had ever charged. And so, you know, we're talking about $15,000 program that I've built it up to. And one, it was like, do I even know how to get them there? Do I know how to help them? Am I the person to do this? Who's going to listen to me? How can I charge that much? I mean, all those questions came up. And really it was, like you said, just putting myself out there is the only way you find out the answer is by like doing it and doing it messy and taking it one step at a time. I can worry about the what ifs all day long, but if I don't actually take the action and see what if... I'll never know. I'll just keep making up more what if scenarios. So I have to take that step forward to either say, look, you were right or wow, you were wrong. Look what was possible on the other side of that. Yeah, but you never know until you actually go, which is the cool part. That is the adrenaline of entrepreneurship is not knowing the outcome and like having to have the courage to do it anyways. It's so cool. One of the things that you said about that final program that you launched three years ago that you were talking about is you were saying that oftentimes people, moms especially, can lose themselves in their family Mm -hmm. and they don't know who they are anymore. I will just selfishly speak. When you are a parent and an entrepreneur, you lose yourself in both because you are so passionate about the business that you're building. And oftentimes you're in communities that give you these big revenue goals and the deadlines to hit the goals. And so you sacrifice to build that, that your identity becomes your business, your entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And if you're a parent as well, then anytime you're not spending in your business, you almost feel this, I'm speaking for myself, like I feel this guilt of, I am not building business right now. Mommy's not working right now. And then when mommy's not working, she has to be helping run the house, investing in the kids. And so it's like, I literally like that. I've got this little office, got my French doors. Sometimes this becomes like the homeschool room and, you know, the kids running in because most of y'all know I have littles and I have an older one with her own baby, but it's like a constant traffic in this room. But then when I do finish my day, I don't have a 45 minute commute to get out of work mode and release the stress of the day as I listen to music or my favorite podcast or whatever. I walk out the door and my husband's like, I'm out, you're in. Like, I'm going to make dinner. So how about you take these children? So you know, one of the things I've been telling him lately, and I'm sure a lot of other people feel this sense of struggle, is that I don't feel like I'm being a very good business owner. And I also don't feel like I'm being a very good parent. And the mm-hmm. reality is, is I left corporate to have the time freedom to be a really great parent and invest in my children. And it's like, wait a second, I don't think I'm doing this one very well. And I don't feel like I know who I am outside of those things or have hobbies outside of those things. So talk to us a little bit about that identity piece, because you've experienced this yourself and walked many people through it. How is it different as an entrepreneur when you also have young children that you are trying to put focus on too? Yeah. So I started this accidental business. When I started the blog, my daughter was six months old. So I had a little one at home and I decided to homeschool both my kids, my older kids, and start this blog all at the same time. So 
totally understand what you're talking about. So I've built everything up to now with three kids in tow and one of them being extremely challenging. And I say that in the most loving way possible. I love him. He's amazing. But he's like five kids wrapped into one. And so there were times where my family got my attention more than my business. And there are times that my business got my attention more than my family. And I think first and foremost is that I always like to say, kiss your brain. Like, thank you for reminding me I'm human, right? Like all this is very normal and part of the human experience. And we set these big expectations for parenting and we set these big expectations for whatever we go into. And then we feel like we're falling short with both. And so I think that one, give yourself grace, like the first thing that I think all of us need to do because we put so much on ourselves. And number two is I like to think of it as these buckets and a pulley system. Now, I know pulley systems are technically just two buckets, but I like to think of them as three buckets. And one is you as a person, your identity, your likes, your dislikes, what relaxes you, what calms you, what boosts you, what drains you, those sorts of things. And then there's your family, and that's such an important part of your life. And so it includes your husband, it includes your extended family, it includes your kids, and it's what you're trying to build for your family. And then there's your dream. And for some of us, there is a time where we've also got work. Because let's be honest, our dream is not always our business, right? Mm -hmm. Or it's not always the thing that's bringing in money and bringing in the thing that keeps us going. And so some of us have four buckets. But when you think of a pulley system, if I pull down on one bucket, what happens to the other buckets? It goes up. They go up, Mm -hmm. right? So if we think of time as finite and we divide our buckets with water across you, family, dream, and work if needed, when you pull down on the family side, business has to go up. And when you pull down on business, family has to go up. There's this myth that everything should be balanced. Those buckets should be equal at all time. And I think that that's where we get so stressed out, feeling like we're not doing a good job at one or the other. But if we can, every single week, I look at all three buckets and I say, what is the one thing I want to get done in each of my buckets this week? And for business, if it's a really hefty week, like a launch week, then my business bucket is really full. And I say, what do I want to get done with my family? I want to sit with them at least once this week, each one. I want to sit with one of my kids and just listen to them because that way I know they're getting the connection. And that way I know that they know I'm listening to them and I'm here. And I also want them to know what I'm going through. So I want them to see what I'm doing and help them make sense of what I'm doing. Not that I'm just hauled up in my studio all by myself, right? Mm -hmm. But this is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. This is the purpose. So that when the outcome happens and we get to go on a really cool family trip, it's like, thank you for giving me that time, space, and energy to pull down on the business bucket because that allowed us to go to Hawaii this week and I'm not touching my computer this week. And then the business, I'm like, thank you so much for letting me spend time with my family this week. Me spending time on the family allows me to then come back refreshed, energized, renewed. And so thinking of it like those buckets really helps me and it helps the women that I help in our program. I think also it just gets me thinking about it's intentional imbalance, right? Versus Mm -hmm. like everybody's stressing about finding balance. It's like, no, we just need to be intentional about the imbalance that is going to happen. I think it's so interesting because I was having this conversation with my husband as we were headed into 
the new year and it still resonates with me because I was making some pretty difficult decisions from my perspective, like from a business perspective. I was making a decision to pull out of a community I've been involved in for a long time and just some hard discussions that we were having. And the one thing that came to mind was when we are entrepreneurs, we are sold this vision of time freedom and financial freedom. Mm -hmm. But the truth is that when we get into a lot of these programs, you can only have like one One thing is going to be the priority. At the end of the day, one thing is going to be the priority. And nine times out of 10, it ends up becoming financial freedom. And so we sacrifice, we end up working 68 hour weeks. We're like, man, like I did this so I could like work 20 hours a week and like sip margaritas on my back porch and take my kids to the zoo on Fridays. But then you're working 60, 80 hour weeks and it's like, oh man. And so for us, it was like, just keeping the time freedom, the priority, and what does that look like? And so we had to run our numbers to go, okay, what do we need our profit margin to be? How much do we need to make to keep our family? Because I wouldn't say I'm the sole breadwinner because we do have rental property my husband manages, but really he would say that, like Mm I am the breadwinner for our family. And so I needed to know what the number was that needed to hit our pocketbook every single month so that we could pay our bills and live a comfortable life so that when we hit that, I could breathe and not feel like I had to keep going because I didn't have this number in my head. It's like, oh, hit the next milestone, hit the next milestone, work a little bit harder. Oh, I could take on another client. I could launch this thing. I could do that. Yes, 100%. I could do all of that. But keeping the goal in mind of the time freedom and that family investment, especially now when my kids were young, mm-hmm. it's it has been the most beautiful year so far in all of my entrepreneurship, which I started in 2012. So we're talking about over a decade of trying to figure this out. And I, I didn't have children when I started this. It has been such a amazing year where I felt like I've worked less than I ever have. And can I tell you this? Working less than I ever have, like focusing on the time, freedom, and my kids, I've made more than I ever have which is yeah. so funny. Because you're doing I, the things that are the most yeah. important. Yeah, like yeah. you just you so keep 100%. that That's why yeah. either in, whether it's with parents or it's with business owners or whatever it is that they're doing, we always focus on big why. What is your big why? And we actually break big why down for you, for family and for your dream separately. But the big thing I always tell people is, In these communities that you and I are in, we see so many people build businesses that they hate, that rule their life, that take them away from the very thing that they were trying to build, just like you're just saying. And I'm like, I don't want that for you guys. So I want you to start now before you build anything. My mom, who's a doctor, before you go back into the medical field, I need you to know your big why and be so solid in it. And part of that big why is not just your likes and dislikes and things like that and what you want, but it's your non-negotiables. It is that boundary. It is like, this is what we were just talking to someone and, you know, they live in Hawaii and their mom's going to buy them a house so they can move to California. And she was like, I have learned that I need to set up my non-negotiables first so that I don't feel like I'm being a puppet to my mom who's going to buy us this house. But I also want to say yes to this offer. And so it allows you to get really clear on your hell yes and your hell no. But when you know those non-negotiables and the second thing that's part of it, there's four parts, but the second part is we call it your number, your one wish and having a number for that. Because if you don't have a number, 
then you'll just willy nilly do whatever. And you might say yes to everything. But when you have that number, you're super clear on what needs to come into the bank account so that you guys can have the life you want. And you can have the way that you want your life to operate, those values that are so important to you, time and family and connection, you'll make such different decisions. Like you said, you're intentional with where you're spending your time, your money, your energy. And you can do that with family. You can do that with your business. I mean, we put everything through that in our business. We say, is it simple? Is it fun? Does it help people? If it's not those three things, we're not doing it. Now, do we have to do things that aren't fun? Yeah, sometimes, right? But when we're looking at projects, is it simple? This is not simple, right? Okay, how can we make it simple? And we always go with those constraints. It always forces us to go back to the drawing board and make it simple or make it so that it doesn't run any of us into the ground. Like midweek during the launch, we were like, all right, it's midweek. What's everyone doing for themselves today? What are you doing for your family today? How are you spending time with yourself and your family, not the business? Everybody take off because mid-launch is quiet anyway, yeah. right? But it's like, you've got to have that time away. Yeah, I think you talked about this concept of constraints and boundaries, two things that I love. And one of the ways that I feel like from a pra- just a practical example of this, you know, I say this has been such a great year. I laid out my day-to-day schedule in time blocks and mm-hmm. I broke down first How many hours do I need to spend on client work? How many hours do I need to spend on marketing? How many hours do I need to spend on relationships and networking? How many hours do I need to spend on admin stuff or team? I broke all of that out and then literally put the blocks with those categories on my calendar and then started putting the blocks of like, this is pickup time around the house. This is family time before dinner and after dinner. This is the kids bedtime routine. This is like, oh, by the way, my husband doesn't like it when I get out of bed late take forever to get ready and go straight into the office because I don't help them get the kids out the door in the morning, you know? So like, okay, I should block that time in. And I think having that constraint has helped me be more focused with my work time because I know that if I'm not focused and I'm not diligent in that brief amount of time, it's eating into something else, which is probably my family Mm -hmm. time, right? And then what happens is, and I do this sometimes where I have a unfocused day and I put the kids to bed and instead of getting that me time that I want, I pull on my computer and I wrap up what I should have done during the day if I were focused enough. I think about myself and I went through this phase in business where I was running a successful business and had another business that I really wanted to start. I got, you know, this is why I say have a strong community because I had a community at this point in my life that would have been like, what are you doing? I didn't have that. I made a lot of mistakes, wasted a lot of my time and energy and missed out on a lot of my kids, like my, especially my oldest, I missed out on a lot with him because of this. But I put every ounce of energy that I had into building those businesses only to now see them not even be in existence, really. What would you say to the entrepreneur that's listening to this or has had this feeling of like, my business is taking over my life. I know I'm working too much. I know all I do is talk about my business. I know my kids think I work all the time. I know I'm not giving my spouse the attention that I want to give and I want to do something differently, but I don't know where to start because I've built such bad habits of being so Mm -hmm. consumed. And I can say this for myself, when I stopped working that much, I didn't know what to do with myself. And I felt Mm -hmm. this... For the longest time, I felt an anxiety I'd never felt before. 
because it was this feeling of not accomplishing anything, like mm-hmm. not having a box to check, not succeeding at something. I felt so, like that when I just finished oh. the last book. Like when I turned in the manuscript, it was like, what do I do? I had time blocking, but I didn't have to do to-do list and my big three for the day. And I didn't have to like prioritize because it was clear. It was like, write this chapter, write this chapter. Like I knew what was next every single day for three months. And so when that came to fruition, it was like, what do I do now? I would say, stop, just stop. It sounds so silly and it sounds too simple, but I always think of like a fly trying to get out of the house. And they're just going against the window. And you're just Mm -hmm. like, come on, fly. Just go up a little and out. If you just backed up, you'd be able to see that there's a window right there. And when we're in it, we're in it. And we're so close to the problem that we can't see what's causing the problem. So you have to stop and you have to pause. And we call it reset and reboot. So you have to like take stock of what's happening. What is currently happening? Why did I get into this in the first place? Why is it important for me to get over this? What is the fear holding me back? Because there is a fear behind the fact that you're working yourself to death. What is the fear? Is the fear that there's not going to be enough? Is the fear that you're not going to be able to support your family? Get really clear on that so you can release that fear and you can invite in something that's going to replace that fear. So it's, okay, if all I did was take on one client, but it was a high level client versus doing all this social media, that's not doing anything for me. Right. And so you get really clear on what's going to move the needle the most. And you take that one step forward. And I think that I was actually going to suggest this when you said the thing about the leaving work and then going right out into the family room with all the kids is I was going to suggest the time blocking. I think creating an ideal day, an ideal week is so helpful. I have ADHD myself, so I have to create systems to work. But what I'm learning is all of us need systems to be able to get the things done that we want done. And so time blocking, creating an ideal week, creating chunks. And I think the only thing you're missing is you didn't put chunks in there for you. You're waiting till the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times you can give yourself that time with five minutes here, five minutes there, and then that will start to expand. But in between recording this, you recorded another one, you went and put on a shirt. Well, let's start building in some me time, some time just for you in between the two podcasts. And I think that that's where you can build it in. And then you can build it in before you leave the room. You can say, okay, I'm going to take my 10 minutes to myself. I'm going to do my ritual to get centered on myself or to do a dance party or do whatever I need. So that when I walk out there, I'm mom. Yeah. I create my own commute, if you will. Yes. (laughs) You have to. You have to. I sit out here. We have a little studio and I sit out here some days and I'm just, you know, I'll get a text from Jason. So you're coming in? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'll go in now. Because I just, I know that the minute I go inside, it's like, hey, can you help me with this? Hey, can you do this? Or hey, can you talk to Elijah? Okay. All right. All right. To go from like a lot of demands just into more demands. I love this conversation. And just going back to something that you talked about earlier with your huddle membership, you were talking about how the focus is not to fix the kid. The focus is to help the parent to stay calm. And he would be eating up this conversation right now because he's like a parenting knowledge junkie because he is an amazing dad and wants to just become a more amazing dad. But one of the things that's been a big transition for us is for the longest time, I think he especially, because I'd had more experience with kids, he especially felt like our kids are special. They are special 
in a bad way, meaning like really energetic and really loud and really crazy. Because if you know me personally, I am very intense in my personality and my husband is very intense and we produce very intense children. My husband's like, I'm sending you to a monastery next time you're pregnant. We are not doing this anymore. I think he felt like there's something wrong with the kid that we need to solve. Like, and my eight-year-old getting older, this kid is disrespectful. This is not right. Like there's something wrong with the kid. And then it was like, oh, there's something wrong with my parenting skills. So I've got to get better at my parenting skills so that I can fix this and like nip it in the bud and create obedience and respect and honesty and all these things that we want in our kids and ambition. And then it's like, wait, I just need to work on my response to my children in all situations because we, our children are the greatest mirror and we having three littles in the home, we were just talking about this when they were all yelling at each other in the minivan and the two-year-old has started to speak in complete sentences and like repeats our parenting, not good parenting to our older children when they are arguing. We're like, oh yeah, that is what we sound like, isn't it? Like we're really not calm. And then we're like telling our kids to be calm, but we're not calm and we're telling our kids to be calm. So Mm -hmm. I think it's such a gift that you have this vision of calming the chaos. And yes, part of it is like strategies and all of that. But I maybe over the years, maybe all along have really honed in on the fact that if we as adults, if we as parents cannot remain calm in the midst of chaos, we cannot help those around us. And yes, it relates to parenting, but many of us in entrepreneurship are leading teams Many of us in entrepreneurships have a community that we serve that feels like another child that has demands that we need to meet, right? We feel pulled in that direction as well. And we're not taking care of ourselves. So we are bringing chaos into every environment that we're in. We always say that you're not going to get rid of the chaos. Chaos is life. Right. But you can enjoy it. It can go from yelling, screaming, arguing, fighting, constant stress to loud laughing, playing, tickling, running, you know, people going in multiple directions. So there's still a lot going on. But yet it's like, I'm good. My kids are good. That didn't ruin our day. That didn't ruin our week. We're good. And the core principles that I teach inside of our program are the same core principles that I live by and the same four core principles that we run our company with. It's really simple, so I'll share it really fast if we have time. If yeah, if that's I okay. love that. Okay, yeah. it's four parts. Think of a Venn diagram, three circles, and it's connection, understanding, and empowerment with you in the center where they all come together. The you, you are the linchpin. You hold it all together. So you're that grounded place. You're a safe place for everyone around you for your ecosystem. You're where everything lands quiet. So. That's super important for you to have that presence, for you to have that calmness is not perfection. Like I just need everyone to hear that, right? There is actually research that says we only have to get parenting 70% right. We can all get 70% right. We're good, right? It's helping our kids make sense of the other 30%. So it's totally fine. We don't have to get it perfect. And then the connection part isn't just, oh, oh, we played a game or we went to the park. Connection is that true affirming acceptance of who our kids are. My kid is creative. My kid is busy. My kid is energetic. My kid has a mind of his own. My kid likes to speak up for himself instead of my kid 
is disrespectful. My kid is rude. My kid is wild. My kid is crazy, right? When we can truly see the kid for who they are and they feel seen and heard and valued for the person they are, not who we want them to be, now they're going to be more accepting when we go to guide them, when we go to teach them and help them. And then the understanding piece is really, this is the part that's missing so much because none of us were raised this way, one. And two, it's just been in the last you know, few years, and by few, I mean you know, last couple of decades, where we've really started to learn about human behavior. And we've really started to learn more about the psychology of things and learn about brain development and why things happen. And so that understanding piece is really getting in tune with each family member. Why does this person do this thing? What makes them tick? Why does dad get angry every time we're in the car? Oh, he's really sensitive to noise and it's really loud in the car. Hmm. Okay. That's really helpful to know. Now, how can we help that? And then the empowerment part is about being a guide and mentor. And so it's about, we've been in a lot of things together and a lot of communities together. And I would say at least my best guides and mentors have been the ones who truly ask good questions, who help me understand what I'm going through, not the ones who just say, do this, do that, do this. Well, if you want a good business, do that. But the ones who truly guide me and say, all right, so your launch didn't go well. Like, what are you going to do about it? What went well? What didn't go well? What did you learn from it? And if we can put that into parenting, it's no different right? Guiding our kids and helping our kids make sense of the world around them. And so those four principles, you can use them in parenting and you could, we use them in our business. So with our team and with projects that we're doing and with anyone that we're meeting, it's always about, okay, what's my perception of this? Am I afraid? Is there fear under there? Is there anxiety, worry? Am I controlling too much? What do I need to let go of? What are my limiting beliefs here? And then connection, What do they need? Who are they? What is their value? What is their intention? What are they wanting? Like what's in it for them? And then understanding. Why are they doing this? Like we think about our avatars. What's their pain point? What's their struggle? What are they dealing with? Right? Who are they at a deep core level? And then empowerment. It's not about telling them what to do. It's about teaching them so that they can feel empowered. And you do that with your team. You do that with the members in your community, you do that with the people who buy your products. You can use this framework in every aspect of life. So good. I'm like, I'm having light bulbs go off in my head. I'm sure so many other people as well. Is that framework, is that kind of what people will get more of in the book? It's 100%. Yes. So the book is five stages to go from surviving to thriving as a family. And each of the stages is broken down into bite-sized, actionable steps And it's you connect, understand, empower. And then the second stage, you connect, understand, empower. So, and you put it together in a plan at each stage. I love it. Sounds so practical. And I know the book is coming out soon. So do we have a specific release date? Yes, August 1st. And you can go to calmthechaosbook.com. And we've got a bunch of bonuses. I don't know them all right now, but I know that we're going to be having some fun bonuses for them too. I love it. So calmthechaosbook.com. All the links for all that stuff is in the show notes as well. And how else can people get in touch with you, learn more about your memberships and just sort of follow your journey? The best way is probably to go to calmthechaosbook.com and download the first chapter. And then that'll lead you into our world. That's awesome. All right. Thanks for being here, Dana. No, thank you. It's been fun. Hey, friend. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe. 
Then do me a favor and leave a review letting me know what you want to hear more of. To learn more about the show or connect with me, head to shanalyn.com. That's S-H-A-N-A-L-Y-N-N.com. Until next time. Hey, if you're serious about creating a thriving online community, then you need to really understand the four foundations of every thriving community. I'm going to teach it to you in a free seven-minute training. That's right. It's just seven minutes. You don't even have to give me your email address to get access. All you have to do is go to freecommunitytraining.com or DM me the word training over on Instagram to get access.